welcome to the Cowbell Fever podcast for part two of our Finish Line 2020 episode. We spent most of this podcast out on Lake Hayward, talking to skiers and spectators and knocking back some cold beverages. As far as I can tell, no one on the podcast was coughing and spreading COVID. But I do hope that all podcast listeners are staying safe and healthy in these interesting times. A fair warning that there are some unbeeped expletives in this episode. If you prefer a beep version, then you should have intervened before we all had our third or fourth beer. Thanks to our Patreon supporters, Brian Marks and Ben Mullen. And if you want to earn a mention on the podcast and support the podcast and the website, and you've already maxed out your donations to politicians who are going to fight climate change all that they can, you can go to patreon.com slash offsevit, which is my last name, and I'll spell out the whole thing for you. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash O, F as in Foxtrot, S as in Sierra, E, V as in Victor, I-T, and find out more. With that, let's take a trip back in time to before social distancing and masks were a thing, to February in Wisconsin. Jess, where did you finish today? 20th. And how do you feel about that 20th place finish? I got dropped by the pack that I wanted to stay with, so... 20th is great. It's my best finish ever, Let's but I'm still go. wishing I did a little bit better. <laughs> so you regret not doing better than 20th in the Berkey. Pretty shitty race, huh? I mean, you only, you only got a 20th, right? So, like... I, I got mean, dropped. I got dropped. The first aid station, I blew it. I'm going to carry a water bottle next time. I mean, I'm pretty pissed off. a water bottle? No. Yeah. Oh I mean... I'm really disappointed. This is yeah. like there were. I was, I was expecting to like there were some winner. strategies that did not happen. So and should I carry a water bottle next year? How many aid stations did you stop at? Uh, like the last three. Yeah. So I'll carry a water bottle next year. I like to get the done goos too. Yeah. The goos are good. I carried a lot of goos. See, I've never, I never do that because it's just like so much like. I know, but then you don't have to like stop because don't, they don't always have. But they're good at handing goose out. They're no, not they good don't at handing no. water out. They don't <laughs> have. <laughs> they don't have goose. When the elite women come through, there are no goose. I didn't see a single goo until like the third. Oh, that much season. further behind you. It's not just like they ran to Walmart goo. to pick goos up and like. I saw one aid like, station. Oh shit! We forgot the goo this year. <laughs> Forget it. Hey, run down to the dollar store on Highway 27. I saw one aid station where they had goos, and I messed up because I was on the wrong side. So they just well, don't have what it. You have to do. And I've learned this from running races, is you get there and you just wipe them all off. You just take the train, you knock it in the air so nobody else can get them. That's how he got 40 second. Right. 43 no. through 10,000 had no water. Same. Yeah, I want all of it. That's that's right. I, yeah, I was wondering why I had no water. That's what I used to do when we played spoons. I'd take all the spoons and hurl them across the room. It's a really good strategy for spoons. Uh. It makes for a violent game, though. <laughs> I was there. There was a couple. You're aren't you? I love the volunteers, but there were a couple poor handoffs this year that I would like to improve next year. I'll step up in the volunteers. Mosquito Brook. I was zero out of five really? handoffs for water. The funny thing is, and like, I might have let out an audible f bomb. Like, <laughs> it's even like marathon races. So, like, you're going 15 miles an hour out here. The marathon race, like you're going like, you know, nine or ten, and sometimes they still mess it up. It's like how hard is it to get this in my hand? Some of it might have been my fault too. I think the rest of them were really good, but Mosquito Brook, I 
there's mutual uh, screw up with the aid station. Why don't we all take a minute and thank the volunteers? Yes, for all thank the you, work. volunteers and Fisher, for sponsoring this podcast. Usually, I, I thank them. They're pretty awesome. Yeah, they are. the volunteers are very awesome. Does Fisher, if I drill a few holes in my skis, will they be lighter and better? I had a hole in my skis. Yeah. <laughs> the answer is yes. Yeah, I'm gonna. There's there's ones in the front. Yeah, but time to but get like ones in the back more, too. Way more holes. I actually dreamt about that last night, where you just would basically have like one, two, three, and then maybe some sidewall connectors. So basically, yeah, there's nothing to it. Well, yeah, you could drill through the side. Woo! So this guy right now is just getting Aquavit and Mardi Gras beads. He's crushing. Over 70, crushing Aquavit and Mardi Gras beads. That's how I want to go. It was awesome. It was hard. It was very hard. I was going really fast. I felt great. And then I got cramps. And then it was a battle against my soul. So tell me who you are, where you're from. Well, we're from Chicagoland. The land of no no ski areas. But originally Boston. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. So So New England. I'm a uh, Maslow. I was born and raised in Massachusetts. In the Midwest. The only problem with the Midwest is you have to drive six hours to get to cross-country skiing instead of two hours to mountains in New England. But how's the skiing here today? Today was Fantastic. We skied yesterday. We did the Cordy yesterday. First time ever. It was fast, thanks to the help we got with a professional waxing crew. The waxing (laughs) that Jess did was unbelievable. You guys did the hard part, but I I gave them a top coat and some rilling. So how do you feel about being the parents of a top 20... Berkey skier. We figure she we are got very proud because we don't know how she could have possibly gotten this <laughs> level of ability. It's from my adopt. I'm adopted, so it's from my unknown genetic yeah, it's, heritage. It's, well, it's just probably Norwegian with the blonde hair. Yeah, no, Irish. You're yeah. Nord. So we, we, the whole race felt like it was uphill yeah, because yeah. the downhills are so fast. Yeah. That at, before you could catch your breath, you were going back up. Except the downhill was all this nice rest. You're like, oh, great. Well, yeah, but it wasn't it was enough. It was short because my skis were so lightning fast. It's like, <laughs> up, 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 What are you doing? This was the first one, now, but have not you, the last. Have you been out to ski, watch Jess and Stacy ski before? Yes, and I caught Berkey fever last winter. The Marion family's not really good at spectating. We're better at the whole doing thing. Yeah. I don't know, the spectating is a lot easier. I tell you, when you know, when you guys get up at the crack of dawn and left, we're like, oh, thank God. We, we're, our our event morning, is though. over and done with, and really? true. Yeah. We can we can show. Like right by the right where we're staying, it's oh, like a little amazing. ski course, like a half hour loop. How was your cordal open? It was really excellent. The conditions were outstanding. But at, when you start in the last wave, as you've probably done, it's a big traffic jam. So the first little bump of a hill right after the start, everybody stopped. And it was like taking turns, snow plowing down the hill. somebody out in a stretcher. They did? Yeah. That's why it was all jammed up. That's kind of a bad day for some So we're hoping that we moved up a little.
I got the Berkey fever last year, and then I skied the Cordy this year. It was the best day of my life. It wasn't the best day of my life, but I had a great time. What was the best day of your life? Today. Today, what are you doing? Today, I'm cheering on people on the Berkey. What are you going to do next year? I'm going to do the Cordy again, and I'm really excited to train for it. Not the Berkey yet. I'm working on it. You're thinking it. about it. I'm thinking about it, but like I'm thinking about it, you know, in five years. There's, I live in a place that doesn't get so much snow, so I can't practice. Where's so that? Much. Madison. Climate Probably. change. Climate change. Yeah, but look at how are there people from Norski who ski the Berkey? Yeah, but they're too intense. I'm not about to have that lifestyle. How's your cordy? It was great. Great conditions. Second time. Did it in 30 minutes faster than last year, so that was a big improvement for me. Next year, what are you going to do? Uh, next year, I don't know. <laughs> I'm thinking about the Berkey, but we'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm living in Milwaukee, so we don't get that much snow. It was great this year. It was great. What's your long-term goal? Uh, long-term goal is the Olympics uh, for Mexico. Well, there is uh, there's not much competition there, so I think I have a good chance. How's the Mexican ski team looking these well, days? Well, I need to find out, uh, I mean, the process to find out what do I need to do to qualify, but I don't know. Were you the top Mexican in the Cordelope yesterday? I was. Congratulations Thank on being you. the top Mexican. <laughs> yeah. And we have people from across the country and across the world skiing the Berkey, skiing the Cordelope, right. and yeah. you were the top Mexican. I was top Mexican yesterday and last year, so that was that was pretty good. Do you think you were the top Latin American? I should find that out, because that would be pretty cool. How long have you been out so far? Uh, about six and a half hours. And you're on wooden skis. Yep. How's the kick been so far? Good before it warmed up. And not so good on the lake? Yeah, slow going down hills, but we had really good kick at the beginning. How did you become the Inga? This is my 10th year, my dad's 30th, his second. And I had a baby last year, so we decided to apply for the position. And you won? Yep, and him and I are from Rochester, and my dad's from International Falls. Congratulations. Thank well, you. have a good rest of the ski. We will. Now this is your 30th Berkey, and how is the Berkey going for you so far? A little harder on the wood ski. Uh, longest time-wise, I've had some other hard ones. Think you get cheers on Main Street? I'm sure. I need to go to that Ber uh, Berkey Brew tent and have a rehydration. It was fantastic. Went for ski. It was, it was nice and warm, as it should be. None of this cold crap that Wisconsin always has. Had a good race. Didn't fall down. Didn't hurt anyone else. How's skin in California this year? It's actually pretty good. We haven't had a lot of snow, but it's been cold-ish, so it's all still there. So we've had corn snow for like two months. It's pretty nice, fast every day. Well, no, this wasn't quite up to California corn snow standards, but it was better. It was good, I liked it. Now, the last three years you tried to do both the Cordelopit and the Verkabiner and failed. What did you do this year? I did not try. It worked out a lot better. <laughs> Just the Berkebiner. Just the Berkey. <laughs> it was excellent. Very uh, even. I skied slowly, so I actually finished, which is nice. Uh, I'm Pavel Sotskoff. I'm from uh, Guilford, New Hampshire. Hey, who are you? Where are you from? How was your race? Sneak attack. Jeez. Uh, it was great.
I skied the 50-kilometer Slumberland Birkebeiner. It was actually really good. I was surprised. I haven't been doing that much skiing, so I'm pleasantly surprised with the uh, pleasantly... Yeah, no, it was nice. The lake was even pleasant. Like, there wasn't running water, and I didn't feel endangered. There was no headwind. The sun, I actually got a little sunburn, because I'm quite pale. So I'm going to get some goggles, or some sunglasses tans here. You already have sun, yeah. That's what I'm going for. I'm well, going to get a freckle tan line. And yes. now you're in Seattle. Yeah. And how's the skiing out there? It's actually really cool, because you drive an hour outside the city. We drive 40 minutes outside our house, and then there's, like, 10 feet of snow, and you do these epic skis up mountains and you have the views of the Cascades. And sometimes it rains. Sometimes in the city. It doesn't rain outside the city though. So we live outside the city. There's no rain. No, no rain in the mountains. Just sun. Sun and snow. It's perfect. You guys should all go there. How's your Berkey going? It's going pretty well. I'm almost done. How do you like the trail here? It's really nice. I mean, I'm used to not having any snow at all. So in comparison, it's great. I was cheering on my wife. My sister-in-law is going up and over the top of the bridge right now. She's looking like she's a little ragged. I've been cheering. I've been I've been shepherding my children. Uh, they've, we've been cheering for two days. They did the barn Berkey. Both of them did it. The littlest one, he's four. He would see a gap and he'd shoot the gap and he, he was just like zipping through. How is the barn Berkey? Great. How do you do in the barn Berkey? I loved it. Congratulations on the skiing. Now, do you have beads on today? Yes. Where do you get those beads? I got it watching the race today. From no. Camp Norway, right? Yeah. Right on the lake. Now, did you cheer on anyone yesterday in the race? Yep. Yes, I cheered on my mom. How'd she do? Great. It was a gorgeous day to be out there. And I finished, which is what I was going for. And your husband and kids cheered you on? Yep. And they skied the Barnaburki? Yep. When are they going to be skiing the Cordelope? The oh, they're a little small to ski the Cordelope. Yeah, what do you think, guys? Probably the Junior Berkey first, right? Yeah. Ten years for Finnegan, probably. Yeah. So I'll be 17. That's right. Are you excited about someday skiing the Berkebiner? Yeah. We took, just took a picture of him in front of the sign that hey. says future Berkebiner skier. Ian, can you tell him how you did in the Berkebiner, or in the Barna Berkey? I would just zoom in round. I did the three kilometer, he did the half, half kilometer. Do you think you could ski 50 kilometers? Um, sometime maybe. Congratulations on your skis, guys. Avengers at the corner, but my boss sent me out to see the sunshine. It's gorgeous today. It's been one of the best Berkeys in a while. He finished his first Berkey today. It was awesome. It was it was difficult, but made it. Made my goal. I was trying to go under four hours. I think it was like three hours and 52 minutes. Conditions were a lot better than I anticipated. There's some spots where it was pretty soft, but the amount of work and everything that the, the Berkey does, it's fantastic. This is awesome. You think you're going to do another one? For the rest of my life, every year. This is so 
I'm with the National Ski Patrol. We patrol here every year. This is my 13th year up here patrolling and we ski along with the skiers with first aid and radio and keep everybody safe and happy on the trail. <laughs> I'm right at the um, base of the very last hill going into uh, the finish line. Everybody that I've talked to come through is telling me that the trail is still in pretty good shape and everybody's smiling so far <laughs> coming down this hill. It's looking pretty good. Beautiful day to be out skiing. Now if someone comes over this lip of a hill and this got guys in a tuck, he's doing great. But if someone falls, what do you do? Well, I get out there. Somebody's at the top telling me and telling the other uh, skiers coming across where that fall took place so that they can take precautions to get over. Um, I'll run up there and just help that person get back up on their skis. Nine times out of ten, they get up on their own. Absolutely beautiful day yesterday skiing the Cordoba. The 29K yesterday finished right here on Main Street. Absolutely fantastic conditions. Perfect day. Even better today being out skiing. Yeah, that was my third one. Third now, finish. Do you think at some point you're going to graduate up to the Birkebiner? I hope so. Someday. I hope I will, but I just am inspired by all these people now, so we'll see if I make it next year. Yeah, I'm Jackie Monpettit uh, here from Somerset, Wisconsin. I raced Burn Talking yesterday. First race of. First race ever. Virgin Prince Hawken racer. Ew. It was my best time ever. I actually beat my training time by one hour. I was so focused. Key, bring music. Lenny Kravis, Led Zeppelin, Carlos Santana. This is a mitten, a Filson mitten, that is, well, it's actually the cup warmer for a nice white line. Because if you leave the bar, you need to be um, discreet. I am doing the Prince Hawken next year. I am taking off my skis and walking down the hills less next year. I've built my confidence to a point where I feel like I got this. Actually, you know what? We're up here with a bunch of sailing friends. I race sailboats on Lake Minnetonka, and this has really gotten me out of my comfort zone. I'm always up for an adventure. In Costa Rica, they say, Por vida. Por vida. Por vida. My first time ever at the Berkey. We have friends that live in Hayward, so we came this year, and I'm doing it next. Year. Twenty Berkeys, special bib, and I get a free breakfast tomorrow morning. They introduce you to the um, to the Berkey Club, or it's actually the uh, Birch Leggings Club. And a free breakfast and a bunch of old farts that have skied twenty or more Berkeys. Anybody that skied more than twenty Berkeys is. Welcome to come to the breakfast. I'm six years away from that. Yeah, well, hang in there, pal. So I skied my first Berkey in 1976. It was the third running of the Berkey. I think today is the 46th. So I maybe skied 10 with this guy, that is we Bill. Finished 10. We finished 10 Berkeys on the same night. Yeah. And skied down Mount Telmark that night at like 2 o'clock in the morning. After many cocktails. 10. Ten cocktails. Ten cocktails, because it was the tenth year. He was year. having brandy old fashions. I was having gin with olives. Yeah. So then there was a big gap in my skiing experience until maybe ten years ago. And I came back and finished 20 today on a beautiful sunlit day in a course that was 
killer. This is the heart of Wisconsin today. Tell me about what it was like to see that that early Berkbiner up Mount Telemark and down the backside and the rest of the course. Well, this, as I said, was 1976. I don't remember the number of skiers, but it might have been 800 or 1,000, no more than that. And you start at the base of Valhalla, which is the largest, steepest downhill at Telemark. So it's mass start. Everybody runs up to the top of Valhalla, and it's a steep release on the backside into a narrow chute. Yep. So it was all kinds of broken skis and poles and shit. And, and yelling and yelling. crying and corruption. Yep. And then finally you're out on a course. It was, uh, it was interesting, you know. All and those early classic, races. only classic at that time. All those early races. It was only classic. But all the early races informed how they modify this thing every year, you know, to accommodate a greater number of people. And, and mostly, not entirely, they get it right. They get it right. They got it right today. Thanks to everyone who got it right in February when I shoved a mic in your face, and to the Berkey organizers who are working hard to put on an event next year. We'll be back soon with more Berkey material, and remember, August means we're halfway to Berkey 2021. So stay healthy so we can stomp this thing out and make it back to Hayward next year. Usually they get cut that much because editing is boring. <laughs>